Is it possible to have a three-day work week? Well, my guest today, Kaylin Asher, absolutely thinks it is, and she's implemented it in her own business and is teaching others how to do it as well. This interview was chock full of amazing advice and practical steps that we can use to not only believe you can have a three-day work week, but actually create it. And I think you're just going to get so much out of it. Now, Kaylin is a podcast host and a personal growth and business coach, and she's also a wife and a mother. And so she's had to build her own business around her family and her busy schedule. So I'm really excited to dive into this interview, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So without further ado, let's dive into that interview with Kaylin Asher. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative Podcast, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I'm going to share with you what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro, building my own business from barely scraping by to thriving. From attracting quality clients to charging what you're worth and creating amazing work you love without the risk of burnout and overwhelm. But I don't know it all, so in this podcast, we're going to learn a lot together as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. All right, let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative. I am super excited today. I have an amazing guest on the show. Her name is Kaylin Asher, and I'm really excited to get really deep into what she talks about. I'm super excited about this one, both for you guys and for me, because I feel like she could definitely help me in my own business and in my own situation. So, uh, Kaylin, thank you so much for coming. I'm super excited to have you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I love I love having these conversations and I have been really looking forward to this conversation with you. Oh, wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and your story. How did you get to be where you are today? Yeah, of course. So I am a business coach. I've been a business coach for about six years now. And prior to that, I was a serial entrepreneur. (laughs) So starting lots of different businesses, having some successes here, some not so hot stuff happening over there. But what I realized as I started getting closer and closer to, I guess what I'll call my zone of genius, is that I really loved thinking about businesses, building businesses, talking strategy and marketing and and how to make it all work and come together in a way that really feels good. And I loved leveraging the tools of, you know, the online world and all the stuff that was developing in that space. And so where I landed was this place where I'm able to help women like myself. I'm a mom. I've got two little girls leverage their talents and their skills and their, their passion, their purpose on this planet into, you know, to use your word, (laughs) well-paid, well-paid on income and revenue for their families. And so it's, it's been a real joy to be on this path myself as an entrepreneur, but now be able to sort of pay it forward, share my skill set, my knowledge, my expertise, all the stuff that I built into this toolbox over this decade plus and come back around and and help these women start and grow their own businesses and do things that they love and 
in so doing help other people. Women are so service oriented. I find that my clients are doing such beautiful work in the world that it's really, it's so fulfilling to be able to support them and help them and see their businesses grow and take off and make so much more money than they were making before. And, and it just spills over to the next and to the next. Well, that just sounds fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned the tools that you had in your toolbox. So, and I remember when we were kind of talking before you were talking about this concept of the three day work week and that just like blew my mind because I mean, a lot of the people in our audience here are creatives. So they're kind of directly tied to their time, the work that they do, right. It's exactly what they sell. So trimming back on that, I know is really scary. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, this, this whole three-day work week thing, it's really interesting. It's why so many of my clients find me and work with me now. They're like, you have this magical unicorn of a schedule, a three-day work week, <laughs> a, you know, a super successful six-figure business. How does this all come together? It almost seems too good to be true, right? It does, right? It does. But it's not. The thing is, is that after my first daughter was born and she's six and a half now, I realized that I didn't want to be working the way I was working before, you know, pushing myself really hard, hustling, working all the hours kind of in this, and what I'll call now sort of this masculine energy of how things should be done in business and how you create success. And so I took some time off after she was born and really sat with do I even want to go back to work at all? If this is what it looks like, or, you know, should I stay at home with her and be a mom and enjoy all those things? And and I thought, well, what if I could create something that allows me to sort of have both? And I thought, what would be amazing? What would feel amazing? I was like, you know what? A three-day work week. If I was able to work Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, you know, like a normal-ish day, like nine to four or something, that would feel awesome. And then I'd have these four day weekends with my new little baby and my husband, like this sounds perfect. And it sounded great on paper. It sounded great in my own head and no idea if this would work for my business, right? (laughs) Before this, my business wasn't making six figures. I was, I was really hustling to make the money I was making like 20, $25,000 a year. I was working side, side gigs. And it was just, it was a lot of work all the time. And so I stepped into this three-day work week. It felt great. The schedule felt amazing. And what started to transpire that first year is that I just started showing up differently. I started showing up more like a professional business owner instead of sort of this entrepreneurial, scrappy hobbyist trying to make her business work. (laughs) It was like, this is the container that makes sense for me. This is what works. Within six months, I hired my first VA for like it's like five or 10 hours a month, like really small stuff. But I started stepping into this next level of who I was, who I was becoming. And that was really the turning point for me. And I realized this is working so well for me. And I started sharing it, you know, talking about it with my clients, with my community, when I'd be on podcasts like this one. And I started realizing like, this is the thing people want to know about. It's not just, you know, how to help them create their own business, but how to create a schedule that really supports them. Because a lot of my people have family first values. They value their time, their lifestyle, their family, and they want to have an amazing business that makes lots of money, but they want to have both or all of those things. And so as this three-day work week developed, I really realized this is like the hallmark of my brand. At least this is what people are asking for me to kind of share more about. 
And so it became my opt-in and we developed, you know, programs and support around it and have really built out our product suite on the back of this concept of creating a schedule that feels really, really good for you and letting, letting your business grow from that place, not thinking that you have to create this monster of a business in order to create the level of success that you're desiring, but rather you can do it on your own terms. And, you know, the people that I work with, not everyone wants a three-day work week or has a three-day work week. They have their own version of that, whatever that looks like, you know, just working during school hours or taking Fridays off or building their business while they still have a full-time job. And they're trying to figure out how to work in those little pockets of time that they find. But the underlying theme is that, you know, you can have the life you want. You don't have to make compromises or sacrifices or give too much of yourself or your time or your energy in order to make it happen. Oh, I love that. Just like that last little bit there was just like so succinct. I just love that little wrap up. And I love that idea of just being able to have more control and not feeling like you're at the whim of everybody else's opinions and of everybody else's thoughts around what your business should look like, that it's really a very personal decision and a personal uh, goal that you should have. So taking that concept and running with it, what would someone do as their steps towards achieving this? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's always right. Like once we hear about it and we're all lit up by it, it's like, well, how, <laughs> like, how, yeah, <laughs> how does this happen? Yeah. So I, I often recommend that you do an inventory, just a time inventory, kind of notice how you're spending your time now. I remember back when I first did this for myself, when I had my, my little baby daughter, I think my mom was watching her at the time and I was just watching myself and how I was working and noticing, oh, every time she cries, I'm getting up and, you know, there's someone here to care for her. And yet I'm feeling like I need to step in and, oh, look, I checked my inbox 15 times today. And I let allowed, you know, this thing and this thing to interrupt my flow when I was working on these pieces. And so I just really simply, I think I had a legal pad next to me and stopped every, every hour or so and just jotted down what I, what I did during that previous hour. And by the end of a couple of days, I began to see sort of what my habits and patterns were that weren't serving me. And also some of the stuff that I was doing that felt really good. That gave me some data to work with instead of just being all nebulous about it. Like I want this thing, but I don't know how to get there. It gave me some actual tangible things to, to hold on to. And I began to see too, oh, I love doing this. I hate doing this. This I'm good at, but I don't enjoy this. I enjoy, but you know, it takes me a lot of time. And I I started seeing where, when the time was right, that I could maybe outsource some of these things, handing off those things that I don't enjoy, that I'm not good at so that I can make space for making, making money and doing the things that I do enjoy. And so that I always recommend as a first step, kind of taking an inventory of how you're using your time now so that you can make some educated incremental upgrades to how, how it's playing out for you right now. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, and I teach a lot about doing something similar with your time and being very, very aware of where your time's going and allotting it so that you can drill that down into your availability And in how much money you want to make, because we all want six figure businesses, but if we only have realistically three hours a day to work on it with other, you know, um, either family or other opportunities in our lives, then 
there's probably going to be a disconnect there between your goal and your actual reality. Right. So I love that idea. So is there any other tips in terms of like energy management when you're going towards that? Because I know an average, you know, creative is going to take a look at this concept and say, okay, a three-day work week. I love the idea. Makes sense to me. How do I somehow compress this much into this much? (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the important things to remember is that you don't have to go all in right away. You can gently step into this. If you're currently working really long hours, six days a week, yeah, cutting that in half to a three-day work week would be painful and near impossible. That's why I love talking about this idea of incremental upgrades. What are some things that would feel supportive of where you're going and step you gently in that direction? So maybe not working on the weekends, or maybe someone works late into the evenings and they're like, you know what? I would love to stop around dinner time so that I can have my evenings free and putting some healthy boundaries that start to contain your work a little bit more. If that's the direction that would feel good and support you. So I think that's really, really key to remember that you don't have to jump all in all the way. And you also have to figure out what works for you. Like I said, the three-day work week is what made sense for me at the time when I had a little baby and I have two daughters now, but as they get a little older and they're in school, maybe it'll shift again and I'll work for half days because it's school hours. And so I recognize that it, it has to meet you in the season of life that you're in and allow for changes and modification so that it can shift and grow with you as, as you change and your business changes. Another thing I did that some people have played with And I have a lot of clients who are, our creatives, our artisans are in that, in that way. I've worked with a lot of writers. Sometimes something that is helpful is creating a model calendar where you can kind of map out. Ideally, this is how I would love to use my time in the week. It gives you something to aim for, to work towards. It's not about beating yourself up if you don't do it perfectly because (laughs) we can't. But it allows you to see all laid out in front of you kind of how it would play out in an ideal week. And so that's helpful. And that gives you the opportunity to do some time blocking like, oh, well, I want to spend, if you're a writer, I want to spend the first hour of my day writing. I don't want to check my email. I don't want to do anything else. And you can actually put that on your calendar and say, ideally, the first hour of these three days is writing time uninterrupted. And you know what? That's exactly what I did when I wrote my book last year was I just took yeah. half an hour every single day at the beginning of the day. I just blocked that out. That was my time. I love it. And in a hundred days, I wrote an entire book. Like it doesn't take a lot of huge blocks, but just those small blocks Consistent. done consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love hearing that. So that was a perfect example for us to meet on right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really helpful. And, and something that I've also worked with some people on, depending on what your business is or what industry you're in is this concept of AB days or AB weeks where you alternate. So a lot of my clients, if they are in, like, I have a client who's an author, but now she's becoming an author coach. And so she needs to balance Mm -hmm. her time between her own writing and also working with her clients. And so I think she does AB days. So she'll have like a client day and then a day where it's more focused in her business and on her writing. And I've also done Mm -hmm. that with clients weekly where they'll have a client week and then an open week for projects and creative things and stuff like that. So there's so many ways that you can 
move into this and make it really custom and really tailored to you and your lifestyle and, and what would bring you the most joy each and every day that you're showing up to your work. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, scheduling is such a basic concept and it's one of those things we all know we should be doing. And yet we still seem to be easily swayed by the incoming stuff that's bombarded at us all the time. You know, our inbox, our DMs, you know, kids knocking at the door. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and speaking of kids, like you mentioned, you have two young ones. I have two young ones. I built this business while I was caring for them all the way up to now they're in school, thankfully. So I have a little bit more time. But for any of the people in the audience who are parents, do you have any big tips around how you first started your business and how working with children around, you know, how you kind of made that work for your own life? Yes. We were very lucky that we did have, when my girls were younger, we did have um, family caring for them. So that felt really nice. They were still in the house, but I got time and space to do my own thing. So that felt really good. But I think in general, and especially right now, so many of us are dealing with kids at home (laughs) with Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on. Yeah. (laughs) So many shutdowns and just unpredictable schedules. And then we're all in the house together is that it's really important to have a plan for the whole family, that it's not just about your schedule, because if your schedule conflicts with other people's schedules, even if it's tiny people, <laughs> even mm-hmm. if it's, you know, small children or babies, it just becomes a problem day after day. And it creates resistance around us actually showing up and doing our work. And so the first thing that I did when I realized our girls are, are back in school for the time being, they're in a little private school that's able to stay open most of the time, but it closed for a while, a few months ago. And the first thing I did was I made them a schedule. <laughs> I was like, mm. I need to know what they're doing each and every day. Um, Cause they were young enough that they're, they weren't homeschooling or anything like that virtual f- from their school. And so once I saw, okay, how their day is going, then it made it easier for me and my husband to share the responsibilities when we needed to, because depending on when you're stepping in, I knew where the schedule was. So, oh, if I come in at 10, they've already had their snack and you know, it didn't, mm. we didn't have to have conversation. We could more fluidly work with them. So that was really, and like a very timely example, that's worked really well for us. And I also encounter a lot of times I work with a lot of women that they feel guilty about asking for time for their business, especially if they're newer Mm -hmm. in business, they're like, well, you know, I'm the mom and the cook and the, you know, the laundry lady, and I manage the house and I I'm, you know, the chauffeur and they're taking on so much responsibility in the household but the husband's making the money or the partner's making the money that they feel like, oh, I, I can't ask for time for me. That's, that's selfish. I, you know, it's not the right thing to do. I can't ask him after a busy week of work to watch the kids on a Saturday so I can work on my business for a couple hours. And part of it's just getting out of our own way. And our, so much of the time, our partners, they just want us to be happy. They just want to mm-hmm. help us on our <laughs> path to being the, the happiest, most a live version of ourselves. And when we're able to just share that with them and say, I'm really excited about this. I really want to work on this. This is so important to me. They totally will have our back and be there for us. But it does mean having a conversation instead of assuming, you know, what's going on in their heads. Absolutely. Yeah. And assumptions in any relationship 
especially marriage are kind of its downfall too. And I went through the same thing as well when I started working at home with my little ones. And I remember one day I was just so frustrated because I didn't have any time and I was behind on a bunch of projects. And my husband just looked at me and said, well, why didn't you ask me? I was like, well, I just thought you would know. Yeah. <laughs> thought you could read my no. mind. <laughs> He's like, I failed that mind reading class in, hall- in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then once I was like, oh, okay, all I have to do is ask for it. And generally I receive. Yeah. 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 That's a good, that's a good thing to remember in life in general, right? If we're not putting it out there that what we desire and showing up for it, then we're probably not going to get it because it's just, we're not putting out the right vibes. <laughs> Mm-hmm, exactly. And I also wanted to just make a comment on your scheduling conversation there or topic there. Even when we create schedules for everybody in our household, we also have to have the flexibility to be able to change those when they're not working. Completely. Because especially with this whole pandemic thing and everybody homeschooling, when it first started, I remember sitting down and doing exactly that. I was like, okay, this is the kid's schedule. You know, they were doing my youngest was in kindergarten. So his schooling was, you know, very minimal, but my oldest was in grade five. So he had a pretty strict schedule and I planned out all the meals and all the activities and here's some screen time and here's some reading time. And then after about two weeks, it just was not working. And we were frustrated at each other. I was frustrated. I think the most of all. And then at the end, I just realized, okay, this is not working. Like we have to figure out why this isn't working. And we just shuffled things around. We realized that, you know, my oldest did his schooling better in the morning and not in the afternoon. So we just put all of his schooling in the morning and the rest of the time was free time. Then we just adjusted a few other things and it made things so much easier once I just realized that my plan did not go according to plan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you brought that up. And it is so true. I always recommend that you feel into your schedule, whatever you're creating, whatever incremental upgrades you want to test out, that none of this is set in stone. None of this means anything. You know, if you fail at your schedule, it doesn't mean anything. It just needs needs to be tweaked and changed. There's nothing wrong with you. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. like force yourself and beat yourself up to fit into something that's not working for you. This is about creating a a custom container for your life. And so I, I totally agree. And, and I've had that same experience with my, my business schedule, you know, making revisions Mm -hmm. and changes and really noticing when, when things need to be be upgraded throughout the, you know, the life of my business so far. And also for sure with the family schedule it was like, mm-hmm. I, at first, I think I was putting my girls are, th- are three and six. Um, they were three and five when everything first shut down. And at first I think I was giving like half hour containers and 45 minute. Con- I was like, I need like 15 minute things. <laughs> you know, they're, they're jumping <laughs> from one thing to the next so quickly. I need to think of like several and then like a longer stretch and then several little things and a longer stretch. It's like, wow, power to these preschool teachers <laughs> for, <Right>? for wrangling, <laughs> you know, 10, 15 kids all at once. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's definitely a skill set for sure. Yeah. And yeah. And in your business, that whole scheduling piece comes into play as well, because a lot of the times, you know, you're reading blog posts or, you know, the latest person online is saying, you know, this is how I do it in my business, but we're taking it as this is how I do it. And that's how I'm successful rather than that end piece. This is how I do it in my business. Yes, exactly. And I remember when I first started, I started going with like theme days or, you know, Tuesdays are for this and Mondays are for this. And then eventually it just stopped working. And I always felt bad. I was like, well, I'm supposed to be doing marketing Monday. <laughs> and then I realized that 
you know, Monday was just a better day for me to just catch up on everything that had happened and do random stuff throughout the day and not feel guilty about it. And then on Tuesdays, that's when I can go and do projects that are like into the flow and large blocks of time and not feel like I have to catch up on all of the stuff from the weekend. Yeah. So it's really like keeping an eye on the type of work you're doing and the type of business you're running and yourself as well. Yeah, really it is. It's a journey in knowing yourself, all of this. Oh my goodness. The the entrepreneurial Mm. journey is probably one of the greatest journeys in personal development you can be on. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Along with parenting. So yeah, (laughs) we've definitely signed up for the, the master level course. Yeah, both at the same time. I know, but but, uh, yeah, I think it's so important to just lean into what's working for you. You know, I have clients who are like, "I'm not a morning person. I feel so guilty that I'm not getting up and doing a morning routine and starting my day by 6 a.m. or whatever it is." It's like that doesn't work for you. That doesn't work for you. That's totally fine. I am a morning person. That feels good for me. I love starting my day then, but you have to give yourself permission to just be you unapologetically and let that be reflected in what you're creating. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of it, right? With our business and with our schedule and with our lives, like we want it to be a reflection of who we are and support who we are now and who we're becoming and all that good stuff. And so, yes, having some grace and some flexibility and giving yourself permission to change is very important. Absolutely. Love that. All right. So this is a question I love asking everybody on the podcast. Do you have anything, any sort of hobby or activity or even a side hustle that you do just for yourself? Oh yeah. That's a great question. So I feel like so many of my things tie back to business, but one thing that is purely, I don't want to say indulgent, but just, just for fun is I love playing the piano and I love singing. And so we've got a a piano in our family room downstairs and I sometimes forget how much joy it brings me. Like it'll like weeks will go by and then I'll remember, I'll be like, Oh, I can go play the piano now. And I'll go and I'll, I'll play and I'll sing. And it's just, it feels so good. And my little girls are so cute and they'll come sing with me. And it's just, it's so nice. And that brings me a lot of joy. And that's just, yeah, that's just for me. Oh, I love that. I'm so jealous of people with musical talent. All of my one side of the family, they're all so musical. They all play all the instruments and sing all the songs. And I'm like, I can kind of read music. <laughs> like, not really. Yeah, we I all have our that. we all have our gifts though, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am so glad that you are here today. Kaylin has a wonderful freebie that we're going to be linking down below all about how to create your own three-day work week. So definitely go check that out. And all of her website and social media links will be down below as well. So definitely go give her some love, go follow her. And I am so excited. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, this is wonderful, Gabrielle. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. All right. Take care. You too. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. All the discussions we have around these episodes mean a lot to me, and I love how much I learn from the creatives who listen in. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Join me for the next episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone you think would benefit. Thanks so much. See you soon.